to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. I'm Zach. And I'm Zar. All right, boys. Well, we had an extremely exciting game awards that are now back in the books for 2020. One of the only good parts of this year, if I'm being honest. Um, I know we said we would talk about this on Wednesday, but I think it deserves some more time. And Zach made a very bitchin' script for today. <laughs> so we're saving that for Saturday. Is that okay with everybody else? Absolutely. And I mean, not to mention that most of the news we're talking about today did happen during the Game Awards. So that's it's a fair. very good highlight. Yeah, that's fair. So it's still on the nose. And Zach was very proud of the script. And he should be because it's a great script. Zach, I love you. Yeah. Love you too. Shout out to Peaches for the Cyberpunk article. Ah, shout out to Peaches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, no baloney today. Um, who wants to do the itinerary? Me. Zach, what are we doing today on the podcast? Today on the podcast, we are pulling up a script because we are amateurs. <laughs> All right. So today on the podcast, we're talking about Super Smash Brothers. Finally, you know, one thing I talk about on the podcast, I don't get to talk about enough is Super Smash Bros. Did I say you guys I'm good at Super Smash Bros.? It's literally how I convinced you to get in on the podcast with Zara and I. I was like, you could talk about Smash Bros. Yeah, and you know what? I I kind of blame Nintendo for this, but it's been kind of Nintendo quiet lately. So, um, <sighs> okay, anyway, yeah. So I was just trying to get down my system. Nintendo, do something, please. Do something. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but there's this game called Cyberpunk 2077, and there's lots going on with that game. So uh, Yeah, you're not fucking kidding. It's pretty hype. In good and bad ways. And we talk about that a lot. Uh, then we'll talk about a new game coming out from the universe of Warhammer. Then we get to kind of talk at our first uh, look at PS5 and PS5 and um, Xbox One, Xbox Series X sales. Yeah, the name trips you up. <laughs> God, I hate Xbox. Speaking of, <laughs> Xbox did a good thing. And yes, it was with the Game Awards. With all that being said, you guys ready to hear me talk some more? Zach, Let's you go. misspelled negative when you uh, did Xbox did a thing. That's not how you um, spell negative. I, I put positive, JP. Uh, oh, that was intentional. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. Good. Or, okay. All right. Let's. We, we get, got a we show. We got to Zara, man. It's, yeah. uh, I am worried about the world ending anytime soon now, but it's fine. Shout out to Zar. <laughs> At least we have our games. That's at true. least we have our games. So, like, if the Wi-Fi goes down because in the world, I can't play World of Warcraft anymore, can I? Nope. That is a and big no. That means brother. I can't play Xbox. Zach single-handedly fixes the internet to play World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> play right. that South Park episode when Kyle unplugs and plugs back in the giant modem that is the internet. <laughs> that was literally exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> Just, but it's Zach. <laughs> Zach, 
we had a very exciting announcement for Smash Bros from the Game Awards. What is that show? What is that, brother? Talk about it. Let's go. Um, so yeah, guys. Um Sephiroth is coming to Super Smash Bros. Yes! Can't even I can't even build it up. Um Yeah, the, there was no build up there at all. That was yeah, yeah. Sephiroth is coming. Yeah, the, you had the beautiful CGI trailer, which is definitely one of Nintendo's best trailers I've ever seen. Um, just in the grand scheme of things, they really put, I think there really is a lot of respect between Smash Brothers and like just everything they get to work with. Like you saw it with Banjo-Kazooie, you saw it with, uh, oh my God, what's the, what's the, with Persona. Like they just go out of their way to put these characters and like make Smash like these characters. So they blend in really well. Mm-hmm. And I think it just turns out really, really cool. And I think the first thing I want to start with is it was just a CGI trailer, but there will be a showcase on December 17th. So shortly after this episode drops, I believe, or maybe a little bit before, depending on just the time zone and stuff, um, we'll get to see him at work. All right. Zach, what I like about what you just said is the inclusion of these characters. We've mentioned it before that Smash Bros. is a celebration of gaming, and they've really proven that with this new Fighters Pack by bringing in such left-field people like Joker from Persona and like Banjo-Kazooie, and now fucking Sephiroth. (laughs) Like, what? Let's not forget Steve from Minecraft. Steve from Minecraft! The ultimate left-field. Like, I know Nintendo's been up in the air lately, but Smash Bros. is so fucking cool. Absolutely. Speaking of fucking cool, did you guys not just get those vibes the entire time you watched this? Like, I I think it's funny that they get crapped on for being anime swordsmen. And Sephiroth is most definitely the most anime of swordsmen, along with Cloud. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that in an exact meme on Twitter the other day. (laughs) Yeah. You what? Another anime swordsman? I am the anime swordsman. (laughs) Absolutely. And like what I like the most about it is this felt like an anime trailer. Like I felt like I was watching a solid ass anime that I would pay money to keep watching because it was so awesome. Speaking of being an anime trailer, uh, Zach, that part where we all thought Mario got skewered. What did you think of that? I was like, oh, wow. Damn. Call back to the Ridley trailer. But then also, like, <laughs> poor Mario. Oh, so fucking cool. Yeah, Mario's getting shit on, which they're doing yeah, it is. in a fun way. Like, it's like, hey, look, Nintendo's getting to play with all these properties. And I like how, like, afterwards, he literally throws Mario to fight Cloud. I don't know, that was pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, really he, just the casual ejection of Mario. <laughs> You're yeah. like, oh, is this Super Smash Bros. anymore? Like, are we actually playing a Nintendo game? And that's the symbolism there, right? It's just, bye, Mario. This is now Cloud and Sephiroth time. When Sakurai left Nintendo back in, like, I don't even know when it was, 2005, 2004, he, like, left because he wanted to, like, expand his glory. He felt like he was going to be making Kirby the rest of his life. And so he was like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go do this thing. And then Satoru Iwata, being the amazing guy he is, is like, hey, um, we're going to make a new Smash Bros. game. It's either going to be a re-release of Melee, like, we're going to port it to the Wii, or you can work on it. Sakurai's like, hold my beer. I got this. <laughs> hold my beer. I really think it was a blessing in disguise because like, I really feel like this game is just that culmination of all video games. Like, yeah, like this is a Nintendo game, but like at this point, it almost, it's like you said, like Mario just got thrown to the side to focus on our two anime swordsmen. I think that was pretty sweet. Brief side note, I I would totally be on board if they ported Melee over to the Switch. Holy shit, that is an amazing idea. Why are they not working on this? Because they don't want to. Next question. 
because they don't want to. All right, now let's talk about how broken Sephiroth is going to be in this fucking game, Zach. That was my next thing. I was like, you know he's going to be busted. First off, Cloud came out. He was busted, as he should be. Sephiroth's busted. And we'll be busted. I'm just calling it now. There's no way he's not OP. Look at how long that sword is, guys. It takes up half the stage. I mean, the fight with him, with Sephiroth and Kingdom Hearts, is always infamous and well-deserved. And just the fact that I have to talk about Sephiroth in another context that's not his game and how strong he is says a lot about the fucking guy. Yeah, he's kind of a boss in any game he pops up in. Well, he is a final boss, Sark. Come on, man. Oh, my God. And the music, like, in the trailer when the Sephiroth's music kicked in, like, it's Zar alluded to the fact that I accidentally got this the announcement of Sephiroth. I ruined it for myself by going on Twitter and I'm fucking kicking myself for it. But still the chills when all the smash characters look up to the clouds and you hear the music. Oh my God. That was epic. Yeah. And he just splits the final boss in half oh and just like, God. Oh my God. It's, there's, there's a new final boss now. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, fuck this guy, Sephiroth. And even everybody else who's not even in, like Pikachu was like, Oh fuck. It's Sephiroth. <laughs> Pika? <laughs> <laughs> they just know better. <laughs> they just like change out Pikachu. Nani? Nani? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I got a few things. Um, his sword can stick to legend or not stick to legend stick to walls so i mean i thought that was a neat trick um yeah, he's got a wall climb that's pretty awesome oh my god i'm curious if the one winged part is a skin or an actual gameplay mechanic it could be is like the can- joker it could be like joker's thing where like his persona comes out at a certain level with a power up it could be the same thing who knows yeah like he might have to charge it and that'd be kind of similar to cloud's limit break so that's actually pretty good i didn't think about that that's yeah good, good, good thinking right there gp do you think he can like glide with that then? Like, does the wing have any functionality or do you think it just increases his damage output? Um, like Zach said, they're going to do an actual like video showcasing Sephiroth as a character soon. Anything we'd be able to say right now is mostly just speculation. But yeah, just vibes we got. He's going to be broken. He's going to be OP. And um, I loved, I think that final smash is literally his final boss fight from Final Fantasy VII. And um, it just looked really cool. Like he definitely looked over-designed, but in my opinion, that final form of Sephiroth is like super over-designed, but it's also like iconic. So I love that they did it and they just went balls to the wall with it. I couldn't tell, cause it was like almost like a 2D like image at the end. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, definitely stylized for Smash Bros. If we can find a picture of it, we should post it to the social. Okay, social. who's social media guy? That's you, dude. That's you. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'll, get, I'll get that done. Come on, JP, come on. Um, with that being said, that's all I kind of had to add to it. It was epic. It was awesome. It's what I wanted in a Smash reveal. And um, yeah, it's Anime Swordsman, but hell yeah, it's Anime Swordsman. It's that's badass. the Anime Swordsman. For reals. Mm. Love it. And so with that, the next article, I believe, is JP... All right, so we're talking a little bit about cyberpunk. We're about, we're not even long out. We're like three or four days from recording this of the release of the game. Already, um, we've been seeing bugs and glitches, but we'll get to that in a different video where we're actually talking more about cyberpunk as a game. Um, Today is talking about CD Projekt Red and kind of how their developer bonus has been structured after the buggy release of the game. Because that's- 
before yeah. we get too deep into this article, you, sure. you've started Cyberpunk 2077, haven't you? I have. I have. I am about 10 hours into the game. I've put about 10 what hours your, in so far. Without getting super in depth, like what were your first impressions of the game? Like we can read everything that sure. everyone else says, but like I want to know what you felt. It's good. It's pretty good. It's not life changing. It's not going to fix my broken marriage. It's not going <laughs> to cure disease, but it's a good game. Um, but I'm, I'm telling Peaches, you just said all that. I'm telling Peaches. <laughs> Peaches is the most critical person I know when it comes to these things. He'll probably agree with me. It's pretty good, though. The story's engaging. The world is beautiful, as long as you're playing on PC, because <laughs> holy shit, it's beefy and takes up a lot of your... Like, I have a CPU counter on my stream deck that I look at at all times. Before Cyberpunk, the most I've ever seen it used was at 30%. Cyberpunk brings it up to 80% perpetual usage. Oh, shit. And I, I have an i7-8700, which isn't top of the line, but that's a good processor, so... Yeah, it's beefy. Um, just in a short summary, it's really good. The story's engaging. The world is cool. The weapon and RPG systems are primo. Um, it does have a fair share of glitches and bugs that are being fixed right now. And to be honest, we anticipated that to be the case anyway. Um, and at least they're saying that they're going to do something about it. The last generation defining game, which was Skyrim, is still buggy as hell, and people still love that game. <laughs> Thanks, Bethesda. Thanks, Bethesda. So, yeah, you know what? Um, does that answer your question? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you asking. And, I mean, they, CD Projekt Red even came out with saying that their game was going to have bugs on launch. So, I mean, it's, at yeah. least they they were honest. They they prepared us with a warning and, you know, we kind of anticipated what we were going to get. And it's nothing that can't be fixed with some patches. So, you know, what? Yay, for, software updates. Yay. So for what it is, I've been having a great time with the game so far. I think it's well worth the wait. In fact, I would have waited longer. Have it had it meant we would have had some of these issues avoided. But obviously from the Reddit and Twitter comments we read, uh, people were going to be a little bit more upset about that than I was. So for CD Projekt Red, that wasn't possible. Anyway, so let's talk about this article. So this is coming to us from Bloomberg.com from Jason Schreier. So thank you, Jason. Um, CD Projekt changes developer bonus structure after buggy release. Now, this is some crazy shit. So let's just start by talking about a little bit of the article. Reading straight from the article, executives at Polish video game publisher CD Projekt SA took responsibility for the buggy release of the highly anticipated title Cyberpunk 2077 this week, telling staff on Friday in an email obtained by Bloomberg that they will receive their full bonuses no matter how the game is reviewed. Previously, CD Projekt developers were told that they would receive extra pay based on the game's critical performance. Now, that's nothing unusual, right? Bonuses for any industry are usually given based on performance of like how well the product went. Um, and obviously, with something like Cyberpunk 2077, that's no exception to the rule. Uh, to read further into the article, Cyberpunk 2077, which came out uh, Thursday, or from the time you're reading this, it came out on December 10th, is one of the year's biggest games and a monumental release for the Polish publisher, which only makes new titles every few years. The sci-fi role-playing game sold more than 8 million copies in pre-orders before launch and has been acclaimed for its mechanics and story, but slammed for the number of glitches and bugs. Okay, so before I continue reading, 8 million copies in pre-orders is fucking nuts. 
That is outstanding. Yeah, before the game even drops, they're already that far ahead. That's they're, just yeah. insane. They're already so outselling high. other games. It really is. Uh, continuing on with the article, as of, as of Friday, Cyberpunk 2077 had a 90 out of 100 on the review aggregation website Metacritic. <laughs> a strong score that has nonetheless disappointed shareholders. If that score dips below 90, it may no longer meet the threshold that CD Projekt had originally set for bonus payouts. I have a few comments on that. Finish the article. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay. We initially had a bonus system that was focused on the game's ratings and the release date, but after consideration, we believe that measure is simply not fair under the circumstances, wrote Adam Badowski, studio head and creative director for 2077 in the email to the staff. We underestimated the lengths and complexity involved to make this a reality, and still you did everything you could to deliver an ambitious, special game. All right, so I have a lot to say. First of all, shareholders being disappointed that their game dips below a 90 out of 100 go cry me a fucking river you know how outstanding a game has to be to get a 90 or above that's fair i mean that that is fair um although for how much they talked this game up that is the exact mark that they wanted to stay in i mean uh, okay you know what you've got a point that with as hype as this game was as i strongly disagree at that point you just, you, need a really? game to, you just need a game to sell well and you make your money back. I mean, before this game was even launched, based on pre-orders alone, you just said it. It made its money back. So it doesn't really matter. Um, it's just matter. It doesn't matter if the game's good. It just matters if the hype is there. Do I want the game to be good? Absolutely. But that's just my two cents. It doesn't matter if the game is good sales-wise because, like, Zach, you're totally right. Eight million copies, like, you've made your money. You've made your money, man. And this is going to keep making money. Um, but on the other hand, it's more than just about the money. It's about the studio's legacy, which does go into the ability for them to make credible games that will sell well in the future. So, JP, 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 JP. Yes, Zach. <laughs> What's the point of making a product? To make money. Thank you. But still, you want the game to be good. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying you want the uh, game to be good. I mean, you want the game to make money. Bleh. Yeah. But if it's good, that's just plus. Off of a basis for like giving bonuses to your staff, that that makes total sense. Yeah. And I so I agree with both of you. <clears throat> I agree with both of you on certain points. But can we talk about the absurdness that is the original plan to base like what each developer everybody who worked on this project the basis for giving them their bonus based on how they did on metacritic a site that we perpetually shit on like i think that's a little wrong i i agree with you i think that's kind of bias to source from metacritic especially with how i don't know biased metacritic can be i would say but with that, you know, they're they're taking it from the actual critic reviews. I'm assuming they wouldn't take it from the user reviews because like, that's true. Three or four trolls could bomb this entire, you know, rating system. And that is 100 percent true. They're using the actual critic review rather than the user review. So but people who actually get paid to write these reviews and I mean, who's who's paying these people's salaries, you know, so like maybe CD Projekt Red slips Metacritic a couple hundred thousand dollars. All of a sudden they're a 95. 
Yeah, who knows? And in complete fair, so that's completely fair. And in more complete fairness, Adam Badowski, uh, the studio head, said that that's no longer the case, that they're going to be handing out bonuses on that criteria, that they're going to just be like, look, you've worked your fucking ass off for the last eight years, and this launch wasn't perfect, but we do think it's a genre-defining game, and therefore everybody gets a bonus. Everybody gets bonuses. You get bonus. Janitor, you get bonus. Kitty cat on the balcony, you get bonus. Bonuses for everybody. Everybody gets a bonus. Look under your chairs. <gasps> so that did, is Did you just... look under your chairs? Oh my God, where'd the severed head come from? Damn it, Sar! <laughs> <laughs> How'd you even get in here? I'll never tell. Whoops. So anyway, in summary, uh, the game has sold an astronomical amount already. Um, the review score on Metacritic is pretty good, and the staff of this game is going to be compensated with bonuses, as they should, very well because they've made a very special project here. Shout out to Adam Badowski for making sure that the bonuses are distributed properly amongst the staff. Um, and I can't wait to talk about the game more in detail on a future episode because for all the hype up, it was bound to disappoint a lot of people because there's no way their expectations could be totally met by this game. But if you look past that, they really did do a fantastic job of creating a special game here. I feel very happy to be playing it. I feel very happy to be a part of it. And I feel very happy that the staff who made it are getting recognized as they should be. Oh, yeah. And I just want to say that I love what Adam did there because we talked so much, especially in regards to this game, about developer mental state. Yeah. And like how these people have been pushed to the edge, not just by deadlines, but also some I'm about media. to break. And yeah, I'm about, about to break. About to break. <laughs> Shout out to Lincoln Park. <laughs> yeah. But so that's really good that they are getting their bonuses because these people suffered to make this game and anything they get is well-deserved. Probably even not as much as they deserve. Suffered is an understatement. Let's not forget that up to the, like leading up to this game, these people were getting death threats yeah. from del- at one point from delays. Death I mean, threats. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, you people, if anybody from that studio is listening to this, you people deserve the money. Congratulations. All right. That's really all I have to say. Does anybody have any questions? Because I know there's a ton to talk about with cyberpunk and just not enough to do it today. Oh, yeah. I will save all of my questions for when we focus on this game. Brilliant. In that case, um, I think it's your turn, Zar. All right. So for Zar's article, we're talking about a new Warhammer game. Warhammer Darktide. Now, this was one of the things you were the most excited about from the uh, Game Awards, weren't you? Weren't Oh, I really was when they showed this world World premiere. premiere. (laughs) (laughs) World premiere. Like, we get it. (laughs) We get it, Xbox. (laughs) No, the world hasn't seen it yet. But yeah, anyway. So if people kind of recognize the name Dark Tide, this is made by the exact same developer studio and people who made Warhammer Vermintide. Those games are really fresh into the Warhammer series. And JP and I actually have had a little bit of introduction to this franchise um, through a mutual friend that we had back in college uh, actually playing tabletop games. Oh my God, that game was so unbelievably fun. I love the war. And I mean, all of those table games that we played are very reflective of the lore in the universe that is Warhammer 40K. 
And this game looks phenomenal. Um, Zach, on the script, I noticed you said it looks a lot like Doom, and it really does. To compare this game, I would say it's like a cross between Left 4 Dead and a dungeon crawler, because it's a four-person co-op, basically uh, point A to point B traversion system with minor objectives to complete, blow this bridge up, pull this gate down. And doing this, you can kind of unlock weapons towards the end. It's more of a destiny loot system, like you find things throughout the level, but you don't actually get your items until the end of the, the level itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a very uh, heavily focused on co-op. I'm sure each character has their own special abilities. Like you got a mage, probably a witch hunter and so on and so forth from Paladin and all that stuff. Um, yeah, if you love game lore that is like... 70 years in the making because I think Warhammer got started in the 50s with their fantasy and then shortly after that with their uh, sci-fi. Very, very cool. And yeah. Yeah, um, Other than that, there's not a ton to say just the basics of the game that I know about because it was just a cinematic trailer. Um, Apparently it's the end of the world. So this is part of the end times saga. Interesting stuff. Yeah, I always had such an unbelievably good time playing Only War with uh, you guys back in college. And I I knew that there was deeper lore that people loved. And it's really going to be so cool to see that actually come to fruition in the form of a video game. Because correct me if I'm wrong, Warhammer at first refused to make any of their lore into a video game. Yeah, Fantasy or 40K. um, They are made by a studio called Games Workshop. And that's not like a video game uh, studio. This is a board game studio. And they they have a death clutch on their IP. For whatever reason, they did not want video games made because they thought it would obscure and diminish their lore or be very inaccurate. And And that's that's fair because that can happen sometimes in like iterations. I mean, this this uh, lore has been going since the 50s. So, like, how do you capture that in a 12 to 15 hour experience? That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's really awesome. But before we got games like Warhammer Space Marines, which was an Xbox 360 game, uh, Vermintide 1 and 2, and now Darktide, the only thing we had was like Warhammer Battle Chess. And it's literally just online chess. Well, that sounds boring as hell. Who wants to play chess? It was. It had cool animations. I mean, it was like Harry Potter chess. But yeah, no, you're right. Like with the expansive lore in this game, space marines and giant armored mech suits and like ripping and tearing through the universe. I mean, hell, they have goblins that ride on asteroids and the asteroids actually propel themselves through space because the goblins believe that the magic is real. That is so cool. This is the same notion that how they customize their weapons is they paint them red so they shoot faster. And they do shoot faster if they paint them red. What the? (laughs) That's just the kind of silliness you, you expect in this universe. And so I'm really excited that Games Workshop is allowing Fat Shark to make more lore-driven games because this is such a cool franchise to explore and I can't wait to pick up this game. I'm going to pick it up day one and just go ham on it. 
Zach, what do you think? Do you have any interest in uh, giving this a go? Does it look cool to you? Nope. All right. Oh, you guys don't want a four person co-op <laughs> with me? Oh, I'll play with you for sure, because I think this is great. And I have somewhat of a vested interest in this game. But I mean, it was really nice of Zach to include this in the script because I know he looked at this and was like, this looks he literally wrote looks neat. <laughs> the fuck is Warhammer? <laughs> <laughs> it looks neat, but hey, I know what Warhammer is. Just never been my cup of tea. <laughs> that's why that's what I like about Zach. He knows what he likes. <laughs> He's like, look, this looks cool. And I understand why people are excited about it. I'm just not one of those people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much all I have on Dark Tide. Uh, Zach, you want to talk about some console sales? Yeah, 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 yeah. So as the impartial guy who doesn't care if either one of these fails or succeeds, that's there fair. is PlayStation 5 <laughs> versus Xbox Take 74. All right. So you guys know we talk about this. I want to give a real quick update on the situation and how it's going. Um, how do you guys, what are your predictions? Hopefully you haven't looked too much of the script here. Um, who do you think is winning this year uh, console war? Well, I want to say Xbox, but based off of everything that's happened and like launches and game titles, I got to say it's probably PlayStation. And I mean, I haven't looked up any of the statistics either. I'm just going sheerly based off of what I've seen from like Twitter. But yeah, I got to agree. PlayStation's got to be killing it. All right. So the sad part is scalpers are really the ones that are killing it right now. But more on that later. Ugh. Sony's PlayStation 5 <laughs> is currently outselling Microsoft's new Xbox consoles at a rate of nearly two to one Ooh. on the resale market. Oh, so the problem right now is they're all sold out. So they're both doing great. The sad part is they're being resold, which means people aren't really getting these without paying stupid amounts of money. Um, due to the pandemic, millions of people have turned to digital storefronts to purchase the new console. Duh. But that has proved nearly impossible because bots are going to win. And sadly, um, once people get those, um, once the bots get them in the hands of the scalpers, uh, the average sale price right now, according to the resale site StockX, as of Wednesday morning, um, two Saturdays before this came out, is about $900 for PS5. Well, oh. the X Series X is selling for, you know, just $730. <laughs> well, now I'm insulted. Don't. OK, I know that sounds bad, but I mean, fuck all these people, first of all. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. First of all, fuck the scalpers. Second of all, fuck you guys for only charging 130 more for my console. <laughs> hey, 230. Come on. I know you can't do math, but geez. Jeez. <laughs> well, no. 900 is bigger than 730, and I'm grumpled. <laughs> Just for the record, so I give out my. Um credit where credit see this comes from ben gilbert on business insider um just just giving that shout out thanks for doing math appreciate you because we have trouble with it thanks ben <laughs> um so yeah f bots playstation's doing better um all as we predicted sadly mm -hmm. but that may change because i mean i don't you guys have anything you want to add on this before i let czar kind of take away what xbox actually did good for once um no, it's just uh, there's nothing we can say here. It's it, fuck scalpers 100%. My recommendation would be if anyone's listening to this, don't eat the way to make them lose. The way to make scalpers lose is to not buy their crappy console and wait until you can just find one at Target or Walmart or whatever. Because then they are in the hole by a very substantial amount. What they're doing only works if you fall for it. Yeah, basically. I mean, 
if they can't move their supply, then they just wasted their money for nothing. And these consoles will be restocked. Like every month stores are getting more and more consoles. And yes, the scalpers are buying them up, but if you wait a little bit, it's it's not gonna go in their favor. Absolutely true. And like Zach said, PlayStation and Xbox are both selling out. So they're both doing phenomenally, despite what the scalpers say. <laughs> I'm sorry, Zar. For why? Because you were mad that PlayStation was reselling for 900 and your console is only selling for 730. I'm still mad. I know you are, buddy. <laughs> but hey, let's talk about things that Xbox are doing right. Yeah, I'm actually really pumped because uh, my favorite studio is doing things again. At least I think my favorite studio is behind this. They originally were. Anyway, for one of the world, world premieres during the game world premiere. <laughs> I want to do that every time. But yes, during the game awards, we got an all CGI trailer of a brand new perfect dark game. Okay, this hasn't been around in a while. Let's talk. Yeah, and you know, Wait, actually, sorry, what's a perfect dark? <laughs> well, you see, it's the complete absence of light. Um, <laughs> Perfect Dark is a game that was originally made by Rareware and was basically the answer to 007 games. Um, I don't remember the name of the main antagonist, but she is, for all intents and purposes, your more badass James Bond. Hey, um, Zar, antagonist is the bad guy. I said protagonist, didn't I? I you say antagonist. JP? The <laughs> verdict? I, um... Sars an idiot either way. <laughs> Joanna Dark. Joanna Dark, yes. Perfect Dark. Yeah, okay. Yes. So keep going with the description because I'm actually pretty interested in this. Yeah, so your international spy game, um, lots of action, lots of espionage, and we haven't seen this title in close to over 10 years, I think, which is actually really funny because another callback to when Travis was on our podcast, he mentioned a reboot of Perfect Dark. Did he? I think so. I'm pretty sure something got said about Perfect Dark because one of, I think his like first game on the Music Mayhem was from Perfect Dark and then hmm. he mentioned something about a remake. But so now we actually see it. The rumor rang true. Just another example of these rumors having some credibility. 2020, bad for everybody, but good for gaming. Yeah, and so that's great. And this is just really hopeful for all Xbox fans out there seeing the revival of a new of a series because everybody loved Perfect Dark. It was a very highly uh, rated game. And now that it's back, we might see some more revivals. And like I said before, I... It was originally made by Rareware, but during the trailer, I don't remember if I actually saw their logo. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't either. So I don't know if like this was acquired by a new studio or what, but I mean, let's say let's say Rareware wasn't the studio working on this. I mean, you'd still pick it up, right? Because it looks fantastic. Oh, yeah, I would absolutely pick it up. It looks gorgeous and since it was just a CGI trailer, we didn't really get any story, any action or anything like that, which I'm sure we'll get more information about that soon. But did I mention that this is an Xbox exclusive? Are you telling me Xbox has a good IP? Yeah, 
Finally, hey. that's what's hype about this. Oh, uh, so and because it's looking... an exclusive, I think it is Rareware. <laughs> nope, you're wrong. All right, oh. so according to Eurogamer.net's Tom Phillips, um, Perfect Dark is back. This comes from the Initiative, which is Microsoft's Santa Monica-based studio, founded by Crystal Dynamics veteran Daryl Gallagher. Okay, so oh. it's and not so it's kind of nice because Rare kind of gave them a shout out. And uh, here's our tweet. Good day, Miss Dark. Yes, the talented team at The Initiative will take us back to the future of espionage and the reimagining of the perfect dark universe. And they so far say it's perfect. So that's kind of neat. A little shadow from Rare. Yeah, if Rare gives it the thumbs up, then I am all supportive of this game. All right. And I mean, it makes sense because Rare's busy with their own titles right now. Uh, That's fair. But I'm... I mean, like as a guy who wants to play this game, and honestly, I can because I have a PC. But that's besides the point. Have I told you about my PC? <laughs> Man, we hey. haven't brought that back in a while. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, anyway, like I'm actually obviously there's going to be some PlayStation people who are mad that they can't play this, and I don't know what to say. Like I'm actually kind of happy that Xbox, besides Halo or Gears, has a really good looking IP. I don't know. Is that weird? And guess what? It's a shooter. It is a shooter. Yeah, yeah, it is a shooter. Doesn't Xbox have enough shooters? No, there's never enough shooters. I'm sure it'll be good. Don't get me wrong, but that's still, (laughs) my complaint still stands. It's a fair complaint. (laughs) It is. But still, uh, yeah, it looks awesome. We watched the trailer together when we were uh, with Ed watching the game awards this was the only time you were super excited about something that i had no idea what the hell was going on oh yeah i pretty much knew exactly what it was as soon as it popped up like the music started playing and i was like oh my god i know what this is it's perfect dark so i'm really excited that you're excited i'm excited to be able to give this a try because the concept is amazing and the game looks stellar i hope a good story goes with it but I think Microsoft knows they're playing with a little bit of fire here because they've got a beloved title that people want to be really good. So I don't think they'll mess it up. And they're giving it to a new studio, too. So, like, they've got that working against them. Like, they're they're fighting an uphill battle here, but I think they're going to come out on top. All right. Anything else you want to say about Perfect Dark? I will link the trailer in the Twitter as soon as this drops. Solid. I don't think I have anything left. Like I said, it was just a CGI trailer, so we did not get any information at all, but we know it exists, so that's why we talked about it. Hey, for now, that's enough, right? That is enough for me. Well, boys, uh, not much else to do except some upcoming game releases. Uh, Who wants to take it? You do, JP. I do? Let's hear it. All right. There's only four. I was going to say, not a lot happening this week. Why? Because nobody wanted to stand in Cyberpunk Shadow. On December 16th, we've got MXGP 2020 coming to PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. We also have PUBG Season 10 coming to the PC. Now, on December 17th, if you're excited about that PUBG new season, you will be getting it on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One as well. And then we don't have game releases again until December 22nd, where we're going to see Override 2 Super Mech League coming to PC, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. What? No Stadia? Oh, (laughs) where's the Stadia? (laughs) Stadia. 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 (laughs) Honestly, they could just probably change their name to that at this point. (laughs) Stadia. (laughs) Stadia. 
And that's it. There's no more game releases. Like I said, I wasn't anticipating there to be much, but still. Boys, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this episode. Um, any last comments? Any thoughts? Ain't got no thoughts. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Join us on Saturday where we are going to be talking a little bit about the game awards. Finally, seeing what we were right, seeing where we were wrong, talking about the showcase, the guests, some of the games released. A lot of cool things happen in that event, and we can't wait to cover it. So make sure you get on Saturday's episode. And in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your Game Tea. Bye. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your Game Tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.